Hey, good evening, everybody. It's me, John Park, and I am guest hosting here tonight on Show and Tell here on Adafruit Industries uh, Broadcasting Conglomerate. Uh, you may be picking us up on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook or Periscope. Does that still exist? I don't even know. But uh, if you're wondering where the conversation is happening around our live broadcasts and other topics, you can check out our Discord, which is over at adafruit.it slash Discord, and you can jump into the live broadcast chat channel and participate in the conversation. Also, if you head there or to the Adafruit blog, you can grab a link and join us because we would love to see what you're working on, what you've got uh, to show and to tell, any projects you're doing, any observations, new gear, stuff you're building. Uh, we'd love to see it. And so what we're going to do is take a few minutes with uh, a few of our Adafruit people, and uh, we have at least one community member uh, logged in already to show off some stuff. And then we will, I think we just have a few people, so we'll probably wrap up a little early. But either way, we will wrap up for sure in time for Ask an Engineer, which happens at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And it is 7.30 Eastern right now, if you're wondering about all the time uh math that's happening that's it uh so first off i'm gonna bring on scott hey, hey scott. john thanks for hosting sure, thanks for yeah. having me How's um what you're working on what's new yes yeah, so i've been working on usb host um which is the idea that you can plug an existing usb device into a circuit python board or a board running circuit python um so i i can't show the rest of it but this is intellikeys i've showed this before uh, but what I didn't have working before is you can actually press it, and the light comes on when you press. And if you can nice. hear it, where's my, where's the speaker? I don't know where the speaker is. Um, yep, it's beeping. <laughs> um, and the way that that's working is actually when it gets the when the Circuit Python code reads that a, a press down has happened, um, it has to send a thing back to the device to tell it to beep and make the LED go. So that was me. Uh, getting it working so that we can send stuff back to the device. Right on. Um, okay, part two of this show is the window that I've got for you. So this is a tool called Kaitai Struct. Um, and what I've uh, been using it for is taking blobs of binary data and making sense of it. So uh, what we have on the right-hand side here is uh, some data that I captured by just spitting it out from CircuitPython. So these are the, the data packets that come from the IntelliKeys. Mm -hmm. um, back into CircuitPython. And then you can write these definitions for Kaitai struct that tell you kind of what the structure is. So it's a repeated list of reports, and then a report is an event ID, and then a different type depending on the event ID. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then what down here is, this is all the data that it's parsed out. So if I want to click here, it, it will highlight um, the bits in the, in the data file that match up with this object. And so we can see sensor changes. And then we scroll down, we can say, oh, here's the, here's the version number response. Um, and you can see that it's labeled them differently. And then here's like membrane press and release. Um, so I've been using that. I thought I'd just highlight that as a like very cool tool that's, that's handy. Yeah. Um, and if people want copies of these Kaitai structs, I just put them in my GitHub gists as public, so hopefully people can at least Google for them in the long mm -hmm. run. Um, I also did uh, USB descriptor parsing and USB hid report uh, parsing as well. 
Oh, that's um, great. And so for in case people don't know that IntelliKey's keyboard is an assistive device for which right. there are no longer drivers, right? It's a it's a yeah. It's pretty used device, even though it's uh, it right. Lives on. It's a pretty weird one because the firmware has to be loaded every time it plugs in. It doesn't it doesn't store the firmware itself. So one thing I got working is the actual firmware loading, and then after that, it was a matter of like reading the the data. Um, and then there's also like these overlays. So the the sensor changes we saw in the dump are actually the light sensors for the. Uh, where's my I'm, I'm disoriented. That black line on the edge there, uh, that goes in front of a light sensor oh, that comes in as a sensor change. Yeah. Um, so that's how you would tell which which overlay you had huh. um, is the, the light level that, that you're seeing, whether it's oh, so, light. So presumably you could drop in a different overlay, and if you've already defined that yeah. uh, structure, you Ooh. can immediately use the new Yeah, I've got layout. my handy. My handy like folio of overlays. So cool. Um, so the CircuitPython code doesn't do this. Um, it's it's not fully featured. Mm -hmm. CircuitPython code isn't. Um, it's just a proof of concept that like all the bits work. Yep. Um, because there is a lot of work to just do all that mapping mm -hmm. um, from whichever membrane one you're pressing to what you want to do with a keyboard. Now I haven't done that part, um, but I'm hoping somebody else will. I just yeah. wanted to prove it out. Very cool. Um, so that's one thing. And then uh, since since we don't have a whole lot of people, probably let me show you this. Other yeah, thing we have time if you have another thing to show. Yeah. So um, tomorrow is Hardware Happy Hour, which is like a monthly thing where we get together. And I wanted to show USB host. So I have a a Feather uh, TFT thing here, and then on the back I've got the RP2040 USB thing. And I got a little sidetracked, <laughs> so I'm not mm -hmm. actually going to show USB with this, although it does work. Um, what I was playing around with was oh, it's upside down. Um, I was playing around with uh, switching the font up for 9.0. So this is a font that Jepler found called Kazet. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really spaced weirdly right now because I've, I've just set it up to be bigger because I was playing around with these emojis. Sorry, my USB cable is not quite long enough. Um, <laughs> um, come on, let me pull it. Uh, yeah, Made so it. we've got like rocket, snake, shrug. Oh, and, yeah. And like a smiley showing up there. Uh huh. Um, and because we're, you know, kind of going in this vein of USB host and, and CircuitPython as a, a standalone computer, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had emojis working in the terminal as a way for you to do games and like ASCII games, right? Mm -hmm. Like those 8 bit era computers, they would have like line drawing primitives and box mm -hmm. primitives as well. And those are in Unicode. So um, I yeah, was like a little mini palette of sprites almost, if you. Yeah. Shovel. Yeah. Yeah. And like the modern, like that was all custom at the time, but the modern version of that is, is uh, emojis. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I was playing around with this font that has emojis and having some trouble because the, the emojis actually different sizes. So that's why like the smiley is cut off. Uh -huh. it's like it's, it's extra big. Oh, I it's thought it was just that weird saluting half face. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be the, it's meant to be the, um, the cool shade. guy. Yeah, the shades one with shades, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. like the font hasn't been strict about like it's it's six by thirteen, but then the like full one is not thirteen by thirteen, and uh -huh. ideally be six by twelve because then you'd have twelve by twelve. Anyway, so I'm I'm playing around with that. There's also another font called Unifont that might work better, uh -huh. um, and that 
Unifont has support for like Japanese and Korean and, mm -hmm. and a lot of other languages that would also benefit from this, like, let's do half width and full width characters. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because um, then we could actually have terminal support for other languages. That should be cool. Really cool. Well, thanks so much for bringing those on, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, have a good one. Bye. All right, next up we got Maker Melissa. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Uh, you want to share my screen or my second camera there? Okay. Sure. Uh, so what I have is I just have this touch screen hooked up. And I only have the touch screen component of it. It's uh, running a new touch screen controller than we have uh, drivers for. Uh -huh. So I now have it uh, working so I can move the it around and it'll affect the screen on the HDMI. So it's um, uh, getting the input and moving the mouse around that oh, way. Wow. That's great. So that is running on a Raspberry Pi as yeah. sort of external trackpad? Exactly. That's how it's going to work in there. Neat. Oh, very cool. And what all do you have hooked up there? What's the, what's the, uh, you got one of those nice breakouts for, uh, oh, uh, oh yeah. It's one of the, uh, pipe, the tea cobblers, mm -hmm. uh, from the store. And what and then, is the, is it a pair of um, resistive touch elements that you need to wire up from the screen there? Or how does that? No, um, it's, well, the, it's like a TSC 2046 compatible uh, chip. I think it's actually XPT 2046. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's reading the resistive touch that you're doing. And then it's communicating via the spy interface. Okay. In order to tell the Raspberry Pi where you're going. So. Yeah. It's a, it was just a matter of like uh, finding all the right settings and everything, but the driver is already built in, which was cool. Cool. Oh, nice work. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for showing that off, Melissa. Take care. Thanks, you too. All right. Next up, we've got Noah. Hello. Hey, what's up, JP? How much? What's new? What's going on? All right. What's new? We have a 3D printed Adabot. Ooh. Yay. So <laughs> uh, this is a prop maker feather rp2040 that's powering it we got a neopixel stick inside the mouth and then it's it's got a servo a micro servo that's controlling uh the head i got a little push button in the back and i got a speaker in there so when i press the button so i i sampled a couple of wave files uh from the circuit playground episodes so i got um 18 different ones um it's all done in circuit python uh, shout out to Liz for doing the code for this one. Really nice. I hear something. Yes, we heard something. Well, pleasure to meet you. So I'm really happy how the uh, the parts all turned out. So we got some posable limbs. We got the two two, two arms because it'd be weird if we had one arm. And then we have the claws that are fully articulating, and little feet are very adorable. They also ah, articulate somewhat. Really, really nice update to this uh, class. Yeah, right. We had one like a couple years ago, but we didn't really do much else with it. Yeah. Um, but the prop maker feather is really like the the best kind of board. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does have an onboard accelerometer, so I thought it'd be fun to like, when you want the head to stop moving, you kind of lay them down. And then the the neopixel kind of pulsates to kind of like he's sleeping. Time. Oh, yeah, great. and it helps because like this this the slide switch to turn it off and on is right here. So if mm -hmm. I want to like 
turn it off. It's like he's like shake his head and won't let me play. <laughs> no, I don't no want that. it's like a safe way to like turn him off. Like, okay, <laughs> that's great. Go to sleep, Ada. I need to shut uh, you off. So oh, that's really clever. I like that. Yeah. Also, um, the, uh, you said it's a. Is it a rigid stick? Of yeah. The, so you have such a nice effect of it, right? like an illusion of the curve. Yeah. Uh, so the way I did that was I just printed a separate like mask that's mm -hmm. in the shape and all that it is it's exposing the mouth so it's yeah. printed in black filament because yeah. otherwise it would shine through the whole head it's so good so that was like the easiest way to do it so if i pop open the head uh you'd yeah. be able to see the the black uh kind like of mat. yeah so that was the way i was able to do that um yeah um you have uh access to the usb port <laughs> right there <laughs> Yep. Uh, so we could recharge the battery or reprogram it or add new sounds. Um, but yeah, folks seem to think it's cute. It is. And you you uh, really nailed it with filament colors, too. Oh, yeah. There's there's a ton of different colors these days. And, uh, it worked out so well. I, uh, I made a special version just for PT. I was noticing the goth yeah. one back there. The goth bot. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's got like a couple of, you know, desaturated black colors so cool um, yeah so folks can have fun printing it in different colors love that and um we got a learn guide uh published today thank you for reviewing it by the way yeah and uh yeah folks can print start printing it out there's a lot of pieces to it but i kind of had to do it that way just so that you can do all the different colors and just take yeah. your time printing each part out uh-huh no it's great <laughs> Great work on that. Really cool. Yeah. So people head on over to learn.adafruit.com and check it out. It should be in the new guide section and uh, they'll, they'll probably highlight it tonight. Yeah. Engineer, so. You said it. All well, right. Let's see if we can say goodbye. What? <laughs> okay. I can't say goodbye. But... <laughs> bye. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> see you know. All right. And uh, last up, we have Toddbot joining us tonight. Hey there, Todd. Hey. So um, several months ago, I made this like latest iteration of this little uh, step sequencer synth thing in preparation for SynthIO being awesome. Yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty big and complex. So a couple weeks ago, I made a much smaller board Ooh. that is meant to hold a Cutie Pie, a little OLED display, a couple of pots, and four little touch surfaces, and then like MIDI in, audio out. And so that nice. looks like via my magic of of. Screen and screen technology here is uh is this, and um, let me just jam the little battery here, and so these two knobs con currently control frequency uh, cutoff and resonance, and so you, when you press little touch pads, Ooh, yeah, just doing this backwards is kind of hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the uh, one of the whole points of this is that I'm working on a sort of um, instrument and patch system for SynthIO. And so like, this is one patch. Here's a different patch. And you can sort of hear the filters being modulated there by an envelope. And so, uh, and of course you can still adjust the filter manually. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm working on is this little, this little board. It's pretty cheap, it's pretty fun. And um, hopefully it'll be in the, the attendee store at some point. <laughs> Great, yeah. And so, uh, to to explain a little more about your uh, your patch and instrument idea inside of SynthIO, can you talk about that? Uh, well, let's see. So, so SynthIO does a lot of really cool things where it actually does most of the 
like connections for you so you don't have to really make a patch in the normal sense but if you want to do do a lot of the uh it's got a very it's got a very particular sense of how things should be connected and so if you want to do something a little bit differently like have multiple oscillators per note or have a uh, filter that's modulated over time the way that the amplitude is modulated over time then you have to do something you have to have extra code that sort of runs on a timer and adjust things in real time um, and so that's what the what's the patch system is is it holds all the synthio parameters and all these extra parameters puts them in one little little object and then you can like just sort of choose each different each different one and I don't have it working very well yet but but it's getting it's it's it this is this is the sort of like proof of concept that's and I think it's a nice little yeah. test platform for it oh, that's great do you have a name for your your uh, little cap touch synth board here uh, this one it's currently called Unimaginatively cutie pie synth. Hey, that'll, that'll do it. that works. <laughs> because it holds a cutie pie, and and that's and it's a synth. So yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Excellent. Very cool. I don't Bobby. do those fancy cool names, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let the people decide. Let them. That's right. Names on. Uh, that's great. And if people want to find out more, where should they look? Where should they follow you? Uh, probably GitHub. Um, like, look at the GitHub repo. Uh, there's a there's a, a GitHub repo for this right now, but there's nothing in it except for the the board files of this bad version of the board, which has a lot of silkscreen mistakes. Yep. Um, good. So, people so, can get, so get in on the ground floor of that action. That's right. That's right. So if you do have the ability to make PCBs, you can make one of these yourself yeah. and like you know, kind of knock yourself out. So it's kind of lo-fi. It's not really you know, it's not so it's not meant to be a high quality synth. It's meant to be kind of a fun lo-fi little gritty synth. Yeah. And are you uh, doing an I2S amp output or a PWM output? Not even that. Yeah, yeah, PWM. Yeah, if you look, it's just got, uh, this is the audio out, oh, this is the, <laughs> doing things backwards. This is the audio out jack, and it's just got a couple of resistors and capacitors uh -huh. um, from the standard uh, uh, RP2040 data sheet on, on how to convert PWM to audio. And yeah. so it's super low tech, but it works. Yeah, yeah, low cost, low tech, and it works really well. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much, Todd. We look forward to seeing the uh, progress on Cutie Pie Sin. Take care. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. We have a, a couple more people who have entered. So let me go ahead and add Mouse to the stream. Hello, Mouse. Hi. Okay. Uh, can you hear me well? I hear you well. Yeah. Would you yeah. like your other screen added as well? Uh yeah, so first I'll just say that this is the module I showed off last week, which is a, a digital FM synth based on a uh, RP2040 keyboard. And uh, right. now to go to my screen, I wrote some uh, software for editing patches, which is notoriously hard on digital FM synths. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I'm actually going to ignore all the fun looking stuff over here. And I want to talk about the, the right hand side where I have a little panel that uh, connect is directly connected by USB serial to the module. So you can see I have some uh, some debugging messages that shows here, right here. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I, ha I uh, was able to just using the USB serial that's in the, the, the um, CSDK for the Pi Pico, uh, I was able to do all sorts of uh, communications. So uh, one of the really useful things is that I can <laughs> download firmware. Oh, you can't see the pop-up dialog in <laughs> a different window. Sorry, uh, I, but if I if I if I click on here, I can I can download firmware to the, uh -huh. to the device. It automatically it tells sends a command down there that tells my firmware to 
do the uh, reboot into bootloader mode, like when you hold down the boot oh, yeah. and reset. Because now that the thing is is inside my my synth here, I can't reach the reset button anymore. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then it uh, so the software sends a command, and then it waits for the fake USB drive to show up, where you drag the UF2 file firmware file, and it just copies the firmware file on, on there. So it's really convenient when I'm when I'm programming a debugger. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a smart and, addition. Uh, the other, yeah, and uh, it it sent. I can get send version information from the firmware, all sorts of debugging stuff, all my debugging messages, and I can also. This is also how I download patches. Mm -hmm. It sends a command over the USB serial to the the uh, module, the firmware in the module, and waits for it to send a whole data file. I can. Oh, you can't see what I'm doing, but it. Uh, there we go. Uh, wait a sec. There it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it download, I can download a whole new patch bank. Um, I was actually surprised how well it works just using, um, because on the on the uh, RP2040 side, it's in written in C++, and it just uses the C standard output and standard in, standard out, mm -hmm. which are connected to the USB serial. So it's just reading and writing stuff like printing and stuff. And uh, I'm surprised how well I was able to get it to work. Well, that looks really useful. Yeah, so helpful to be able to iterate uh, between yeah. patches. Yeah, and of course, I, I had to do that to be able to download patches because I got tired of programming patches in C++. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, that's great. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you play us uh, a, a little demo of something from this patch? Yeah, what, what I have here. OK. That's great. <laughs> uh, really cool. Thank you so much, Mouse. Thanks for bringing that okay. on and sharing the progress with it. Looking great. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. And uh, we have uh, one more uh, shower teller, DJ Devin3. I'll bring you on now. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you well. Yeah. Okay. What you got today? Oh, I just wrapped this up. Well, I wrote a, a new driver for this display. Uh, it took me a better part of a day and with a lot of help. Um, and this is, let me just load this real-time demo. Hopefully it doesn't crash. So this is going through Fitbit API. It goes through a SHA-256 hash, base64 encoding, pulls your latest heartbeat and oh. this is my mom's heartbeat that i'm monitoring it's very basic because i literally just finished this like two minutes yeah. ago oh, so i'm great. gonna have like this cute little you know heart shaped mm -hmm. icon with a with the heartbeat so i can see your latest heartbeat um so yeah that's it oh that's great and so is that a uh, bluetooth low energy device uh that you're reading on uh, no th this is connected to an esp32 adafruit esp32 s3 uh, it's right behind it. Mm -hmm. So, and this is connected via spy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, I, I just wrote the, the, a oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it's a custom API. So I, I wrote an entire, um, new Adafruit request Fitbit API. Oh, That's in, so this is a demo of that, which as I'm cleaning up, because there's a lot of personal data in there that you don't mm -hmm. want. So, so um, that will be released sometime this week, next week, something like that. I'm still great. working on it. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, that's looking great. Thank you for sharing that, DJ Devin3. Well, thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.
All right. Well, that is going to do it. Thank you, everyone, for bringing on the very cool projects and sharing those. Uh, bring yours on next week. Uh, I think we'll have Liz hosting next week uh, as another guest host. And then Phil and Lamore will be back on the week after that. So please bring your cool stuff. We love to see it. And next up, you've got enough time for a little bit of a break. Go grab a snack or a beverage or something because you're going to want to go see Ask an Engineer happening in six minutes at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So that's it for me. That's it for show and tell. Thanks, everyone. I'm John Park for Fruit Industries, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.